that quarterback, number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how oh, you can throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. episode of six pieces in a pea i'm your host brian costco here with your super duper bi-week super spectacular amazing episode joined by a bevy of guests this week from all geographic locations all around our region here live in person in aqua bear headquarters just for you brian weeby can that corn <laughs> chris mullen do something else with that corn. <laughs> Super duper. And with us again, after a few weeks away, Dave Obenauer. Cream that corn. <laughs> and I'm Brian Costco, as I said before, and I'm telling you to pop that corn. <laughs> good news is, Brown's had a bye week, which I think is good for lots of different reasons. Most importantly, Brandon, we did not have a chance to enter the game. <laughs> right? Yes. Lots of hope. And America, as I noticed that I kept calling our audience when we did our episode last week and I was a little sauced, I apparently like to refer to all 15 of you as America when i am uh, been drinking too much. America, we decided that despite the fact the Browns did not play this week, that was no excuse to take the week off here on Six Bs and a P. We've got lots of great things to talk about and probably some things that aren't so great. First, the other teams in the AFC North played, and so that had something to do with us, correct? Yep. And most importantly, the Bengals lost. That they did. Dave, how do you feel about that with your newfound Bengals fandom? <laughs> Which would have made it if this was a clip show. We were going to play that. <laughs> I was rooting against the Bengals that day. But it was weird, because you don't want to root for the Ravens. But yeah. it was it was a torn, torn day. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us again on the show is Bengals fan and Ravens fan, <laughs> Dave Obenauer. <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird. The Bengals lost, and ultimately that's probably the best thing, as long as the Browns can keep winning. If not, the Ravens will just pass the Browns in the standings. Um, but the Bengals dropped to what are they at now? Six and four. Six and four. All right, and we are four and five, so we do play each other next week, but we can't quite bring come into a tie, even though we have a better divisional record. Um, but that would be a good thing if the Bengals continue to lose. Seems like the Ravens and Steelers both aren't really quite bringing it this year. That was a that was a pretty ugly game between the Bengals and uh, Ravens, wasn't it? I mean, I only caught the fourth quarter, but it didn't seem like either of them were doing all that well. Yeah, in the I think at the end of the uh, first half, the Ravens had one more point on the board than they did yards of offensive production, and they had yeah. 17 points. And actually, side note, uh, real fast. I did notice a stat this week, and stats, I don't know if you can pull this up for us. Give me 
uh, Trent Richardson's numbers for this week. On it. <laughs> because the Colts got crushed. The Colts did get crushed by the fucking Rams, which is tough for the Colts. You know what I mean? Like, no one saw that coming. Uh, yeah, they but, cut that game early. But Richardson this week put up, honestly, what I believe I could call McGahean. Whoa. Hey, now. <laughs> I still that be McGay height? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> he at least was able to pop over one yard per carry. Trent Richardson, five carries, two yards. Ooh. Long of five. <laughs> Oof. Well, yeah, and, you know, but I, I think real fast, going back to this game, the Ravens and the Bengals, I think you guys both brought up important things, which is that nobody looked good. Right, neither one of these looked like a team that could win the division. It made you think the Browns could do that, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason this can't happen. Yeah, and we, Ian, you sent along, and well, Dave, Dave posted this on our Facebook wall, which I didn't even know. Ian saw this and was like, "Did you read the article?" And I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And then I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, there's this other box on our Facebook page. And Dave has posted this thing there. And it was a link to Mary Kay Cabot, uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, cleveland.com, wrote an article that was titled, Cleveland Browns are currently the best team in the AFC North. Four things, I think, at the bye. We'll link up to that on Facebook and Twitter. Um, And she says a few things in here. I'll go quickly through the four things she says at the bye here because we want to talk this episode a lot about the Browns' season and where they're at. We've got some fun things coming up. And what she says is the first off, she says the Browns are currently the best team in the AFC North. Okay, that's her first statement. What do you guys think? Do you agree or disagree with that? Agree. I guess I, uh, <laughs> It's tough, right? That's a loaded question. Yeah. 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 We all agree. Okay, yeah, so let's say we go. We all are with you, Mary Kay, so far. Number two is where she loses me. <laughs> Jason Campbell is an elite NFL quarterback. I think to that, that I think it's an accurate <laughs> statement if you remove the word elite. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so yeah, he is an NFL quarterback, and maybe he's an okay one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And Ian brought that up, like we were talking about. It, Ian was like, "Well, I think he's an okay one," and I was like, "I think he just recently became an okay one." I mean, I think putting together I two wins in a row. Yeah. Like, two wins in a row with no interceptions. Okay. Like, you're all right. He is sufficient. Watching that Packers game last week when we were in Chicago still made me happy that Seneca Wallace was no longer on our team. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't agree, Mary Kay, and I don't think the rest of our 6Bs and a P crew here does, unless anyone does agree with her. It, it is pretty amazing that he hasn't had any interceptions, though, considering we played Kansas City for one of those games, too. Sure. I mean, do you think he's going to throw 11 next week? Like, just keep throwing interceptions every time the Browns get the ball? I'm, we're gonna I'm be taking like, oh. a, a stats class this semester. and Oh, good, stats. The probability is yes, he's going to throw 11 interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> the bell curve. <laughs> Heads towards 11 interceptions. At this He's point. going to regress so hard. So third thing Mary Kay says is that Joe Banner hit a home run with head coach Rob Chudzinski. And I completely agree with that. Agree. 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 I agree as well. And I think, like, uh, you know, we didn't know much about him coming in, but he's established an identity in a short period of time, and it's likable. 
And I think it's an identity that fits this team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then the last thing she says is take it away, which I forgot what that means, but I think it has something to do with Ray Horton's badass defense is essentially what she's saying is, you know, the defense is shutting people down. They're one of only two teams that have not to have allowed a 100-yard rusher or a 300-yard passer. Wow. That's a stat right there, man. So... So we agree with you, Mary Kay, for the most part, except for Jason Campbell. Let's just hope that he can continue to be an okay quarterback. Yeah, that's all we need. So, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. So side discussion on that. Can the Browns actually win the AFC North, do you think? Like, realistically, I know we want them to, but can they win the AFC North, or can they make the playoffs? I mean, I think that's two separate things, because obviously the wildcard teams right now are, are only one game ahead of us. And it's teams like the Jets and the Dolphins and like the Chargers. And so I think we're, you know, the Browns seem to be at least on par with those teams. Do we know how many games they need to win to make the playoffs? Is that known? Can that be determined? I'm going to go out on a limb and say seven. Really? Well, at seven and nine? What's Cincinnati's. Well, no, I'm saying like seven of the remaining seven games. <laughs> no, I think they can go. I mean, I think that the way the AFC is shaping up, it's possible that a nine-win team could get in. I think it's also possible a nine-win team could win the AFC North. That would require Cincinnati to go with three and five the rest of the way. Do you think that's going? That's not right. My math is terrible. Three and three. That is reasonable. I think so. Because if the Browns... They'll own the tiebreaker, man. Yeah. You know? The Browns are setting themselves up to be in really good shape divisionally. They just need to win some games. And well, let's let's go through the schedule and say if, like what we really think will happen there. Yeah. Really think. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I think they can beat the Bengals. It's tough that they're playing in Cincinnati, but they beat them already. Yeah, but I true. do think, you know, I think honestly on paper, the Bengals look like the better team. On paper. But I think the Browns can do it. They've done it already. And I think this is the most important do game you, for wait, them wait, to make the playoffs to win. Wait, one second. Can we call the Bengals the Paper Tigers? Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Dude, the Browns did beat the Bengals, right? That's true. They beat the yeah. Bengals. They lost to the Ravens. The they first can time. do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Joe they can do it again. Joe Hayden, Green, then what does that offense have? Yeah. Hope you looking motherfucker under center. There it is. Andy Browns Dalton. Definitely, Browns definitely have a lot more momentum coming into this game, too, I think. Mm-hmm. What about Steelers week after that? Yeah. I mean, Steelers look yeah. terrible. That's a win. Jaguars? But it worries me that they're playing the Steelers twice because the divisional games can go, you know, it's upset time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. That one at the end of the year there where they played the Steelers' last game of the season, I mean, that could be huge, yeah. even if the Steelers aren't in it, if the Browns can keep winning. Yeah. You know? here's Okay, so let's say, here's what I would say. Brian, I think you're right. I think they're going to lose one of the next two games, possibly. It's totally possible. I don't think they're going to lose both of them. But then they got the Jaguars. That's got to be a win. Got to be a win. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Patriots. 
That's I'm going to be honest and say most likely a loss. Yeah. I agree it's a loss yeah. as well. Is that um, in Cleveland or uh, Foxborough? It's in Foxborough, I believe. Uh, yeah. Next up, they have the Bears in Cleveland, last home game of the year. That's... I think that could go either way because the Bears mm. are pretty banged up. Right. They may be fighting for a playoff spot at that point as well. Yeah. Like, they've lost most of their key defensive players, and Jay Cutler's Jay Cutler anyways, but he's kind of hurt. So. Win. I, win? Uh-huh. I think it can go either way, really. So let's actually, I'll do the same thing I did here on our outline for the other ones. We'll put a win or loss, right? So the Jets. <laughs> and they're all win losses at this point. That's what they're laughing at. Uh Let's, well, no, wait, hold on. You know what? I'm just trying to get an idea because I don't think, you know, the Browns can still lose a game or two is what I'm saying, especially if they win those divisional games. And obviously the Jets by then, the reason why I say it could go either way, and I think I agree same way with the Bears, is at that point in the season it's so different. You know, you're talking about last three games, last two games, playing other teams who are also trying to fight in their division and for a wild card, you know? Yeah, and who the hell knows what's going on with the Jets? I mean... I think everybody thought they were going to be terrible, and they're kind of sneaking away with some games. Yeah. So, I mean, and it is funny to go, oh, well, there's like four games they might win or lose, but I honestly feel like out of those, you know, develops like, okay, like you're going to go two and two or three and one in those games. Like, you can lose a couple. And if the Patriots at this point is like the only definite loss that I see on the schedule coming up, like even the games against the Bears or the Jets, um, Divisional games, like I think they can win. Mm-hmm. And based on that math, I think the Browns can make the playoffs. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I think at best they're going to go five and two the rest of the way out, but I don't think they're going to do any worse than three and four. So at five and two, they're nine and seven. Five and two, they're nine and seven. It's a pretty cloudy playoff picture in the AFC. Uh, the Jets are the sixth seed, the last wild card at five four. Then there's Miami at four and four. They are playing tonight. Yeah. That is being Monday. Tennessee four and five. They have a tiebreaker over Cleveland. Cleveland sits ninth right now. Yeah. But I think the bottom line is for this to remain a hopeful discussion, they really need to beat the Bengals. Yeah, they have to. Yes. Because I mean, like honestly, I know that picture is cloudy. All of those teams are in that big chunk right where the Browns are at too. Because there's also Baltimore at four and five, San Diego right. at four and five. I think there are looks like five teams in the thick of it for the last. Did Houston week. Houston win this weekend? Because they were three and five, so they'll be four and five if they won. Too. Houston's two and seven. Mm. Fuck those guys. They suck. Um, You heard it here. We're better than the Texans. That feels good to say. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think the only game on this I definitely see them losing is probably the Patriots, and the rest of them are pretty winnable. I mean, but those are going to be tough games. But what I'm saying is that they don't even have to worry about the cloudiness or grouping of all those teams that are 4-5 and or 5-4 and because they can just win the AFC North because I don't know if the Bengals can do it. What's the Bengals schedule look like? I don't know. Bring that up. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, we'll type that I, in there. I have it right here. All right. Hey. You want to do it right now? Let's do it right now. Do it now. Oh, God. Something auto-played. Uh, Bengals have Cleveland, then their bye week. Then they have San Diego, which is at San Diego, at home against Indianapolis, Ooh. at Pittsburgh, home against Minnesota, home against Baltimore. 
Well, it just depends on how they end up playing. If they keep playing like they did this week or when they got crushed by the whoever. They got beat pretty bad recently. Looked bad. They got beat by the Browns, I mean, right? <laughs> uh, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Chicago. Yeah, I think it was the Bears beat them pretty good. Bears beat them 24-21. The Browns okay. the only team. My memory is terrible. Let's keep playing the game where I try to remember games I didn't watch. <laughs> I think that the Cardinals totally destroyed the Rams at some point this year. Check that for me. <laughs> All right. Get on it, Qu- stats. Quinton Groves is out for the year. Found that out today. Um, stats, I believe you... you Fresh take hotline. Fresh take. We're gonna start renaming you autoplays there in the background. I don't know. It's ESPN. I don't know why I use it. Um, and I also have here that is this official that we're the fifth most popular Cleveland Browns podcast in the world? <laughs> no, but there are only okay. probably six. Let so. me read that. Why don't I read that? How it's written? Fifth most popular Cleveland Browns podcast in the world. <laughs> 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 the realization I had the other day is like you know. Probably only like five or six Browns podcasts. Yeah, it's not that many. Sherry was listening to this podcast. It might have been through the fantasy, the NFLfantasy.com, and this guy had been interviewing Jordan Cameron, and it was terrible. And all I kept thinking the whole time was we would have way more fun with Jordan Cameron on our show. We'd love to have him on the show. We'd love to have you on the show, Jordan. There it is. So Des Bryant is going to be doing a Twitter Q&A next week, potentially. Yeah, should we, we ask should him a question? Try. We should ask him to come on the goddamn show. There you go. We're going to do that. Dez, we're going to force you to be on the show with Twitter. Is that how it works? We <laughs> just send it to him and then he shows up, right? I'm pretty sure it's how Twitter works. You can't turn down an invitation. You can't uh, turn down an invitation. <laughs> we'll be a nice one. Um, we didn't even... I mean, we I don't invite. think we invited Bernie at any point, and he's here. He's still here. He's asleep, but he's here. Not wake him up. Um, I saw a Twitter from him that almost made the tweet of the week, but it didn't. So, yeah, we're the fifth most popular <laughs> podcast in the world, um, and that's why we're celebrating this week with our – do we have theme music for the bi-week Super Spectacular again? We do. It's a bi-week Super Spectacular. I feel kind of let down by that. I thought there was a guitar part with that. Oh, Maybe yeah. that – was that – wait, wait, wait. Was that the – actually, the guitar might have been the theme music – for our first annual Six B's and a P mid-season Super Spectacular Award Show. Awards. All right. <laughs> Welcome, Six B One P Army, to the first annual mid-season Super Spectacular Award Show on Six B's and a P. Uh, we're gonna come up with some awards, okay, and then. Ask the panel here who they think won those awards. That's how this works, I think. Why not? Okay. We didn't really talk about this. Yeah, we haven't talked about this. It was in the pregame notes, but it was not elaborated on. Um, best offense. Okay, best offensive player. Ian, I'm going to give that one to you. Who do you think? Best offensive player is, I'm going to say, Josh Gordon. Nice. Anybody else for Gordon or disagree? I agree. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Everybody, Josh Gordon? Hell yeah. All right, congratulations, Josh Gordon. (laughs) Who did you really make a case for? 
Yeah, maybe Cameron, but he's really tapered off, you know. Uh, Gordon's awesome, man. He's very handsome, though. Uh, Jordan Cameron or Josh Gordon? Jordan Cameron. Does he win most handsome brown? (laughs) Hunkiest brown? Hunky brown. That's that's a little... uh, Hunky brown. Hunky brown. That should be the the Sherry Oliver Hunky Brown Award. We'll have to see. Maybe I'll text... I'm going to text Sherry Oliver and see who wins the Hunky Brown Award. Um, and we'll get back to that. Um, Hunky Brown next... Albert's game. <laughs> Hunky Brown! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> All right. Um, best defensive player, Ryan Weeby. Who do you think it is? Uh... You know, I was really up in the air because I like so many people on the defense, so I decided to look at the stats, hey. and I'm going to say T.J. Ward. Ooh, I like it. Thomas Jefferson Ward. <laughs> For real? <laughs> That's my pick. He puts the hurt on people. Have any other defensive players? Everybody, the entire defense. Uh, yeah. You want to give them all the award? Yeah. I want to give honorable mention to uh, Mingo because mm. he got Harry Potter on our side, and I think that, you know, that little bit of magic helped. little wizardry magic. <laughs> and it looks like he is the sack leader on the team. That's oh. pretty badass. It nice. is. What about the biggest surprise, Dave Obenauer, who's been the biggest surprise to you on the Cleveland Browns? Well, I think Jason Campbell. Well, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer was the biggest. Yeah, they might need to split that one. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say Buster Screen. Yeah, (laughs) Buster Screen is awesome. That's my boy. Yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. When I I read the... uh, question biggest surprise I didn't know if you just meant you know surprising player or surprise of the season I thought I thought the biggest surprise and one that sent a a shockwave through the 6v1p community was uh, the Richardson trade agreed yeah that was a big surprise because at the moment it happened even Ian I know you're were a supporter of it even then and you made sure to let me know that if this was going to be a clip show that you wanted an inclusion of you saying he sucked um, but but I, I, I agree that I have to say that's probably the biggest surprise as an event goes just because at 0-2 when that happens it just feels like all of a sudden I in no way felt that we would be doing this podcast on that first of all we would want to do the podcast on a bye week um, yeah, right. and then second of all he'd be 4-5 and five and in the playoff hunt like that's crazy yeah I was about to say the biggest surprise could be the fact that we're talking about making the playoffs and that there are multiple ways it can happen. Yeah. I wonder if we have it all, if anyone has that awesome clip of Jim Mora talking to playoffs. You know, that he's like, you're talking about playoffs? Maybe I'll just do it. Hold on, Jim Mora's here in the studio. Mora, where have you been all these uh, last few years? I saw Bernie Kosar out in the parking lot. Oh, did you wake him? No. <laughs> So, Jim Moore, the Browns are in the thick of the playoff hunt. What do you think of that? Playoffs? <laughs> Talk about playoffs? The Cleveland Browns? <laughs> I'm leaving. This is ridiculous. All right. We'll see you later. Say hi to Bernie for us. Probably for the best. Yeah. Jim Moore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. 
That's definitely going on the clip show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's the biggest surprise. It's weird. You want to just be like, the biggest surprise is that the Browns are relevant, right? Are they? Yeah. I think they are. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I had to touch back with reality there, like, you know, step out of my 6B1P bubble, the pod. Um, is responsible for all the 6B1P bubbles. <laughs> Side joke. Um, America, you may not know, we've mentioned before that we have a text message thread that goes around during games, and Ian is known for just sending bubbles that don't have anything in them. <laughs> they bubbles. Yeah, empty bubbles. I think we have a theme song for that, or at least an email address. It's emptybubbles at hotmail.org. <laughs> that was the first ever email address slash theme song. Yeah, well, um, exciting. Well, we've talked about our biggest surprise of the season, and this could go with either a player or an event. What's your biggest disappointment, Chris Poland? Oh, the biggest disappointment um, was probably the, the the heartbreak of you know being so pumped about Hoyer and then just seeing his legs bend oh. in strange ways underneath him oh, as, so terrible. as he slid to the turf. And was there not all of you that just immediately were like, it's Cleveland. Cleveland made that happen. Why did that happen? It was so terrible when it happened. Yes, that was a disappointment as well. I don't know. Great, uh, unmitigated fuck you from God. <laughs> I think our running game has been a disappointment, but a, not as much of a disappointment because I didn't expect it to, you know, I mean, once you traded Richardson, who obviously hasn't been that great anyway, but once we signed Willis McGahee, I didn't have high hopes. The old legs himself was the disappointment. I mean, we talked about last week, I thought his usefulness as a strategy to buy time by falling forward and wasting a down. <laughs> and I think that Brian Weeby, you talked about how like, they just kind of have this thing like, all right, guys, we can't fuck this up. And how, as a fan, you both appreciate that they take the time to figure it out. <laughs> but you also, it makes you sad because they shouldn't have to do that. You know, like Peyton Manning can call 11 plays in the amount of time it takes the Browns to like line up on offense, <laughs> let alone go forward, you know? Like, that's how long it takes us to line up and be like, give him ball, McGahee! And then they just, like, kill him. He falls down. They're like, what are we doing? You know, like, Jason Campbell's, like, plugging his ear. Chud's yelling. Norv Turner's not even on the field. He's in his he's in his space pod. With his half a cup of coffee. He's in his hour. His half a cup of coffee. Um, in the big time. <laughs> I do hear Sherry Oliver in the hallway. Um, hopefully she answers who the hunkiest brown is at some point. And, uh, we Hunky can Brown. Be- Hunky Brown! Uh... So, any other disappointments? We have Brian Hoyer, and we have Willis McKay. I got to say, a... you know, I, this might sound really stupid, but I'm going to say Brandon Whedon, you know? Yeah. I like the guy. Yeah. I wanted him to succeed, but he's just he just proved very concisely that he's not the guy. <laughs> what is the game that you think we really should have won, Ian? Uh, that Dolphins game I thought was extremely winnable. <laughs> Anybody else have a game that they thought we should have won that we did not win? Nomination for that award? I think the Chiefs. Yeah, that that, that was my call, too. I I definitely think if if things would have gone just a slight bit differently, uh, we we could have, like, shocked the NFL and beat the Chiefs. That would have been awesome. Yeah. The Chiefs suck. 
They do suck. I can't believe they're out 9-0. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to end. Um, interesting. I feel like all of these couple questions in the middle are related here. These awards are related. And maybe we'll just keep Brandon Whedon up on the stage to accept <laughs> all of these. Um, when do you feel like we bottomed out? And also, most hope killed slash best baseball player. <laughs> I'll say we bottomed out when Hoyer got hurt. Mm, I agree. I I feel yeah. like the bottom out for me was when uh, we traded Richardson and we found out the third string quarterback was going in and didn't realize that was going to be a good thing. Like I just remember being so depressed at that moment. Yeah, that was sad, man. Also, again, when Richardson got traded. Yeah. I mean, I was driving and I just remember thinking, oh, no, like we uh, – totally have bottomed out. That was actually what I thought. They were 0-2 and they traded what I thought was their best player. Well, yeah. When Richardson got traded, there wasn't anything to look forward to at that point. You know right. I mean? like, so that feels like bottoming out, right? Is that the... Yeah, it just felt like, oh, this is just another shitty thing. To bottom out, you have to like at least have you know some semblance of things are going well-ish and all of a sudden somebody's taking the rug out from under you. Hoyer injury. Hoyer injury is tough, too. Yeah. I always so, felt like the um, Campbell injury kind of felt that way, too. For a split second, it sure did. Yeah, you know, it didn't. It wasn't as long of a feeling of bottoming out, but, it, it, you know, it was just like, we was like, again, oh, no, Brandon, the crowd just booed the hell out of him. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was not a pretty moment. Not good. Um, so, actually, Brandon, you don't have, you just stay up on the stage for a second here, but you don't technically get the bottom out of word. You were just one of the four things mentioned. However, I do believe I feel it's safe to say that I would like to present the award for most hope killed slash best baseball player to none other than Mr. Brandon Weed, and I hope we don't ever see you playing it. Thank you. I hope we never see you playing a game... Uh, that is in regulation, let's say, ever again. And Whedon, if you could just stay up here for a second, the next award goes for best baseball slides. I, I don't know if you're going to get this one, but Brian Weeby, who's got the best baseball slide? Oof, uh, probably Brandon Whedon. Not Hoyer. No, definitely not Hoyer. Or Jason Campbell, who just kind of lays down. Since he's, he's like, won so many awards and since we got him here, should we let uh, Brandon Whedon say a few words? Maybe just a few words. Brandon, I just want to say, is he here? Is he on the – let's get him on the phone. Hi. Brandon. Hi, how's it going? Good. It's Brian here from 6Bs and a P. We just want to let you know that you won some awards tonight on our midseason Browns bi-week super spectacular show. Congratulations. Thank you. Was it best double play? Close. You won best baseball slides. Okay. And you won an award. It's got two names. I'm just going to give you the one. It's best baseball player. Uh, I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm going to tell you another one. Go like on. Most hope killed. Well, hey, I can't pitch every game. Hey, that's a fair that's, That doesn't make a lot of sense, but we're willing to let that go. You also were named biggest disappointment. Well, I'm disappointed in myself. Oh. What? Oh. Why? Why? I guess we know. Really? Why? Why? We actually have spent hours discussing why, right? All right, Brandon, thanks a lot. Congratulations. We'll send those awards in the mail for you. Hands a card. Thank you. All right. Brandon Weeded, everybody. Please don't kill yourself, Chris Bullen says. I agree. No one wants to see. No, Ian, we can't do that. I think he's. 
let's try to help him. We I feel like having him on the show is a good thing for him. You know, it makes him feel. <laughs> it bums me out. I mean, does it bum you out? <laughs> yeah. All right, maybe we should have him on again. Should or shouldn't? Uh, we probably shouldn't. Maybe I we can check just, in. And, uh, we'll check in. Somebody just go by and like buzz his apartment and see if he yeah. answers. You know, I'm worried about that kid. Make vague plans. Maybe we'll have him on the show. Maybe, Maybe we'll, like, yeah. we'll have the show. We might go see a movie. Who knows? You know, right. something's going on. Um, <laughs> so that's when instead of saying, you know, maybe we'll just say, Brandon Whedon, we'll we'll see you around sometime. Yeah, buddy. I'll we'll see you later. Hopefully not. Um, update, guys, I have an update. I am now uh, permitted to announce the award for Hunky Brown. Hunky Brown. All right, do we have any theme music for the Hunky Brown Award? Hunky Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Hunky Brown of the mid-season Super Spectacular is none other than Jordan Cameron, uh, verified several times by Sherry Oliver, both in reference to some other things. And then again, as I was preparing to announce that, she sent me a text that just said, quote, Jordan Cameron is really hunky, as if to just further not only explain how she felt, but as if to tell us all, I'm looking at photos of Jordan Cameron now. Yeah. Um, and we all should be doing that. Side note on Jordan Cameron on the crappy podcast that Sherry listened to that he was on the other day, where he may be hunky, but he didn't sound all that interesting. Jordan, we think we could really, you know, have a good time here if you were on six Bs and a P. He admitted that he was super into Twilight. The books. Something. Things are starting to make sense. I was going to say we should call him and tell him, but he's probably too busy being knee-deep in puss. (laughs) (laughs) Who else was knee-deep in puss one time on this show? Chuck. Yeah, back in 87, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Cameron, you were the hunkiest brown, but you also... Hold on, we do have a a runner-up just hot off the wire here, at least an honorable mention. From Hunky for Hunky Brown, Sherry Oliver now is apparently looking at all Hunky Browns. Um, Barkevius Mingo, really? He's a good-looking guy, man. Great A beef. I would say he's great A beef. Nice. Um, yeah, so Jordan, Jordan Cameron's into Twilight. I'm sure Sherry will send us some more Hunky Browns. We got a few more awards here. Now, hold on, hold on. In the yeah. interest of uh, gender equality, is it sexist that we're just deferring to Sherry's opinion for Hunky Brown? Can we not? Ian, who do you think is the hunkiest Brown? Well, obviously, it's Jordan Cameron. Uh, yeah, he's pretty hunky. Anybody else? You guys, I am sorry. We are about equality on Six Bs and Dave, Chris, Brian, who do you think is the hunkiest Brown? Billy Cundiff. <laughs> got that boyish charm. He does got that boyish charm. Kind of a JFK thing going on there. Kids are kind of uh, waifish. Yeah. I feel like that's more so, uh, sort of psychosexual thing for you, Dave. <laughs> wow. I'm loving this, I have to say. Sometimes, guys, I just sit back on this podcast and just, I just, you know, let it happen, guys. Just let the soup, just stir the soup. Is that what they call it in the biz? Soupster. Soupster. I actually have an update here that the least hunky brown is Garrett Gilkey, uh, who will show up later on in this episode. That's what they call foreshadowing. Soupstering. Best season-ending self-inflicted injury award goes to Chris. Who do you think? 
Ryan Hoyer. I gotta agree with that one. Yeah. He, oh, Brian, I really hope that you do come back and play some football because you looked awesome, but that was terrible, and I never want to see that play again. It made me really sad. He kind of cried. I cried a little bit, and on like the when inside. I was watching Old Yeller earlier today. Sure. <laughs> After you had your 11 a.m. beer. Well, I mean. You guys spend the time somehow. Sure. Anyway. Um, yeah, you cried. Yeah. I'm going to cry thinking about it. Ian, I'm going to give this next award to you. Yes. It's called the Don't Fuck This Up Award. Who does that uh, go to? I mean, I'm swayed by the answer that's already in our uh, planning document. There is an answer for that one. That was a suggestion from Chris Poland, but I think he's absolutely correct. It's Jason Campbell. Is that Michelle Ma? It is. We should ask her who about Hunky Brown. Yeah, who's the hunkiest brown, Michelle? Did she just leave? No, she's just uh, not saying anything. Okay, well, I've got an update from Sherry while while we're waiting. (laughs) Sherry, (laughs) Sherry said... Travis Benjamin has the best hair. Also, hi, Michelle. It's... Uh, sorry, I'm wearing headphones. Sherry says hi to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, this is such good radio. This is good radio. It's not even radio. Um, okay, so maybe Michelle give us a hunky brown answer at some point here. Hunky brown answer. Hunky brown. <laughs> well, you know brown. every time. No, it's got to be a current brown, though. Oh, did somebody say Bernie? Oh, no. No, no, nobody did. Yeah. This kind of looks like he uh, rolled over. <laughs> he just rolled over. Whenever you say his name, you got to say it three times in an episode, and he appears. Like oh, no. <laughs> no. No. I think she did it. I think she said it twice. Why don't we, though, in the interest of Bernie Kosar's unending ultimate hunk, rename this award <laughs> the Bernie Kosar Hunky Brown Award. But it has to be There's a There's a lot of hunky browns. That's the thing. Sherry that's Oliver. Like browns. Sherry Oliver said that Jordan Cameron oh. was. Jordan, Jordan Cameron, Cam- yeah, I think it might be the hunkiest brown. I just saw his photo. Yeah, <laughs> did everybody know your voice changed as soon as you started get looking at the photo get off the team, of Jordan Cameron? We don't have hunky hunky browns there. Barkevius Mingo is also Sean Rogers left the team. There no hunky brown. <laughs> I like that Sean Rogers was your former hunkiest brown. <laughs> what about Big Scary? <laughs> out every time you're in a play. It makes your girl's heart go a flutter. It does. Big Scary. Big Hold Scary on. Phil Taylor, too. Just say makes the girl part go wetter. <laughs> no, no, that's not what she said. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> right. Is it? I thought it said a heart goes flutter. Yeah. yeah well. No, I said my lady parts go wetter. <laughs> yeah, all right. Potato, as long potato. as it's confirmed, I think it's all right for Ian to say it. I just want to. John Michelle... Rogers. Yeah, Sean Rogers does. Michelle running the Lexi Silver. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle's secretly been doing the Lexi Silver Twitter account. <laughs> um, next award we have, we have two more left here, unless any new ones come up. Brian Weeby, this one goes to you and Michelle. Uh, oldest legs. 
Oldest legs McGee. Isn't it old legs McGee? That is true. He has been called that on this show. Um, well, yeah, I think it's got to be McGahey, really. Is there another option there? Old legs McGee. Okay, yeah, we got to go with McGahey. So Brandon Wheaton could be another option. Is yeah. It, uh, oh, baseball. Old baseball. He's got some baseball. All he can think about is corn. He can't think of corn and turn in double plays. Um, quick update from Sherry. It's Sherry. The sound of the corn, uh, the wind whispering through the corn. <laughs> <laughs> the wind, the sound of the wind whispering through the corn. Whispering through the corn. Sherry Oliver, I think, has changed to Mingo for her hunkiest brown. <laughs> she says here, yeah, Jordan Cameron. Yeah, Jordan Cameron. She says that Jordan Cameron says in an interview on, that his favorite website is Yahoo. So she decided to go with Mingo. <laughs> oh, uh, final award. Final award of the midseason Six Bs and a P Super Spectacular Award Show. Is it one of my favorites? We'll see. I kind of <laughs> hope it's not an award next year, but I like it for this year. Most mentions of baseball in a guest appearance award. That goes to Brandon Whedon, ladies and gentlemen. He wins yet another award. And Brandon, we're not going to get you back on the phone, but maybe we'll make some plans with you sometime. We'll go see Gravity. You know we can I mean? go to Applebee's and get unlimited soup and salads. Boom. Brandon can do whatever he wants because we beat the Ravens for the first time. Yes. In a long time. No thanks to him. Um, yeah. yeah, he really carried our team. He did. Negative two yards. Negative two yards passing. <laughs> um, so that was all of our words. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. You guys feel good about that? We'll revisit them at the season's end. Yeah, we'll see if the Hunkies Brown has changed. Hunky Brown. Maybe. Hunky Brown. Um, if anyone has a complaint or would like to suggest an award, Ian, they can reach us where? They can reach us at, I would like to take umbrage with your midseason awards show at Yahoo.com. All right, Jordan Cameron's favorite website, Yahoo.com. Um, Steelers check in before the break. They won. They won. But who, who did they play? Uh, somebody. Buffalo. Great. All right, Buffalo, yeah. So they won against Buffalo, but they're still behind us, which is Mark, awesome. They can still suck our dicks. Very nice. And eat our butts. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I thought that was without saying. Sorry, yeah, that is kind of understood. Um, so, the, yeah, the Steelers still suck. Let's send it off to a break here. Let's send it off to the bye week of our bye week episode, you might even call it. Right? <laughs> This is the second part of last week's cliffhanger, and it ended at a very good spot, too, just as the fans were about to completely riot. Um, this is part two of the famous Cleveland Browns Bottlegate game. Enjoy! So, well, the, what the, the officials need to do is they need to get on the PA and get control of this game and get control of the fans. They're letting it get out of control because they're not communicating what's going on. 
take some control down there and get this situation going. Let us know why and what happened. Talk about the other play being run off because that is an unusual situation. You've got to let everybody know why this is happening because just like up here in the booth, nobody has any idea what's going on because they're not telling us. wins hoping to keep their playoff hopes alive needing a win today over Jacksonville well the one thing you got to do if you're the officials right now if, if the ball is indeed Jacksonville then just call the game and get these guys off the field it's not worth somebody getting hurt if the fans are going to throw crap on the field take control and get the players off the field because this is this is ridiculous just get rid of the so let's take a look back Tim Couch, here he is, watch the referee in the left part of the frame, and that referee is not blowing anything dead until after the ball was spiked, and now they're going to call that the game. the end of the game. Unbelievable. Now they call the game. Well, that was With the right 48 call. seconds to go. Yeah, you got to take I think that. I think this has been the fiasco by the referees today well that was the right call you got to end the game the fans are throwing crap on especially the field. when you consider how big of a game this was for the cleveland Browns. this is ridiculous well i'll be anxious to hear the official explanation of the way that replay situation came down because once another play is run you can't go back And Jeez, these officials really need to get off the field. And you know what? The fans got to stop throwing crap. We just saw a guy get hit in the head, and he's down, split his head wide open. The fans have got to control themselves. People are getting hurt. It's ridiculous. You're only hurting yourself by throwing stuff on the field. And the officials are pummeled as they head into the locker room, and Butch Davis is speechless. He doesn't know what to say or what to do. All right. Welcome back. You just heard the exciting conclusion of Bottlegate. That was good. That was really good. Thanks. Brian, you can just leave. Okay. I'm going to go see if Bernie's all right, I guess. All right. That's a good, good thing to do. Someone should do that. Somebody call, should call Brandon Whedon probably, too. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Okay. If you guys think he's cool, I'm not going to worry about it. Playing MLB 09 on his PlayStation 2. <laughs> We've been talking a lot in this week's 6Bs and a P by week super spectacular show about kind of where the Browns are at. We had our award show earlier on. We'll revisit that at the end of the season. We talked about some of the Browns' upcoming games and how we thought they'd fare. And I also just kind of wanted to gauge you guys just in a discussion about, like, how you feel and what do you think is going to happen. I mean, like, how do you feel about the Browns currently going into next week's game against the Bengals? Cautiously optimistic? <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> I agree with Chris's assessment of the situation. Um, I don't think any of us would have realistically imagined that we would be at this point, as we discussed earlier. The playoffs are a real possibility. Right. I was in favor of the tr Richardson's trade, and I thought it was a, not a terrible move to make, but I also had no expectation that anything good was going to come from it, and it seems to have galvanized the team in a way. 
Right. And so, yeah, I, I feel good. I feel, I just feel good. I feel happy. I feel pretty good, too. I mean, I think that's the general sense. We talked about that earlier. Not only are they playing halfway decent, but I have a little more faith in the coaching staff, you know, a little bit more feeling um, that I kind of can see where the team's going overall, right? And you can see kind of how they might have a chance of winning some of these games coming up, and ultimately that's going to be what matters and what decides where they end up in the AFC North and in that wildcard picture, you know? But I, I think cautiously optimistic is also a pretty good way to put it. Um, that just sums it up really good. I'm, I'm feeling good right now, but I'm also, you know, we're all Cleveland Browns fans. We know what can happen. No, um, man, I, I think we should throw caution to the wind and just be optimistic. I mean, until uh, they until they give us a reason to feel bad, I'm just going to feel 100% gung-ho. We're making it to the playoffs. Are you talking about the Browns or the Bengals, Dave? Oh, good question. <laughs> good question, Ian. Or the Ravens. Yeah, or the Ravens. Wow, I feel bad that you're picking on Dave like that. I think that, that's... Well, I'm, Dave, I'm sorry. That was... It's all right. It's all right. So another thing that I thought was good for us to do on a bye week, right, not a lot of action to discuss, I wanted to find out each one of you guys who is your favorite Brown ever. It doesn't Ooh. have to be, like, the best Brown, like who you think was the best Brown. I'm talking, like, personal favorite, all time. I feel like we're all going to, like, just kind of go with somebody from our youth. Yeah. Okay, well, who's yours, Ian? There a couple. I mean, I love Brian Brennan. <laughs> right. He really did. Uh, or like Clay Matthews or fucking, uh, oh, God. The, the, How many, wait, buddy, let's let other people answer. You just gave uh, seven. Right. Before, you, before you name the entire offensive line of the 1987 Browns, let's hand this off to. The actual answer is Leroy Horde. Uh, anybody else? Favorite Brown ever? I'm going to go with what Michelle was saying earlier. Uh, uh, damn hunky Brown, Sean Rogers. Oh, Sean Rogers. You know, it's funny uh, that he's so popular. I was going to go with Sean Rogers, too, but mine was based solely on head, size, and shape. He was huge. <laughs> and he had a little mohawk so that his head was shaped like an incredible Even trapezoid. More... Yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Dave, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite, Brown? A, a name that re- resonates with me, but I can't really remember why, is Eric Metcalf. Because he was awesome. Yeah. I remember... I want to say it was Metcalf that, like, the local McDonald's had a Kevin Mack attack burger that was, like, three no, no, patties no. or something. No, it it was the MDP burger, dude. Michael Dean Perry. Michael oh, Dean Perry right. burger. I, yeah, I don't know. It's got to be someone from my youth, too, man. Like, I, you know, I definitely was always a Webster Slaughter fan growing up. Eric Metcalf, yeah. I mean... Those Browns teams where that hope sort of began for me. Those hold a special, uh, those players hold a special, um, you know, place, I think. Right. Carl Hairston, was that the guy on the D-line's name? Carl Harrelston. I might be making shit up. Are you? Possibly. Brian, I was certain you were going to go with player. Gary Player? Yeah. No, that's the golfer. Scott Player? Scott Player. Oh. Would have been crazy if I would have been like, guys, my favorite Brown is Gary Player. <laughs> <laughs> Scott nice. Player is pretty fantastic. You know, according, according to Wikipedia, Michael Dean Perry currently works at Jugheads in downtown Clemson. Nice. There you go, Michael Dean. Is he like, what does he do there? What the he hell is Jugheads? Uh, MDPs. 
he MDPs in like a booth. There's like a window. It's like watch MDP eat an MDP, and he's just sitting back there getting paid. Yeah, Carl Harrison was a defensive tackle for the Browns in the mid '80s. I remember one play where somebody intercepted the ball and lateraled it to him, and he rumbled like 70 yards for a touchdown. Badass. Yeah. Honorable mention to Carl Harrison. Mm-hmm. Also, man, I love Kevin Mack, and I loved him in Tech Mobile as well. Um, and I also think, even though Dave just said it, trying to remember the Michael New Perry burger, that there totally should have been a Kevin Mack attack burger. <laughs> and that would have been sweet, man. Or like some sort of like extreme mac and cheese that had crack cocaine on it. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm going to change mine. I'm going to go with Bill Dawson. As my favorite Brown. What about uh, Matt Barr, also known as the Phil Dawson of the late 80s? <laughs> That's actually how they referred um, to him in the late 80s. and it was like, <laughs> Yeah, and he was always like, who the hell is Phil Dawson? <laughs> um, Browns versus Bengals next week. Preview. A couple six Bs and a P guess. Staffers are going to be in person at the game, right? Well, what do we think is going to happen? Brown's going to win? Yeah. We talked about it earlier, and it was kind of a win-loss, but we all, I mean, the consensus seemed to be that they're going to win this one. Yeah. yeah. So what do they need to do? What needs to happen for the Browns to win this game? They need to score more points than the Bengals. That's some John Madden, like, football. That's like Chris Collinsworth. He's a runner that likes to move ahead of his blockers and try to gain positive yards. Like, yeah, who isn't, man? I think the defense just needs to keep doing what they're doing. Joe Hayden needs to tell A.J. Green to sit down and shut up. And Jason Campbell needs to not fuck up. Right. Brian, what were you going to say? I agree completely, and I think it's helpful to the Browns, too, that uh, uh, Geno Atkins is out now. Right, yeah, you get a little pressure. That guy's a, a monster. He is a monster. He's like three offensive linemen. He's literally the equivalent of three offensive linemen. Geno, we'd love to have you on the show. Let <laughs> us know a few weeks ahead of time, and we'll get a bigger chair, right? Yeah. Probably need a bigger chair, maybe even to widen the door. We'll put Bernie to work on that, give him a few bucks an hour. I don't think he's uh, you don't think so? Not even if we gave him, like, a few weeks? No. I mean, he hasn't moved in the last, like, several days. <laughs> okay. So, well, yeah, and I agree. It's the same stuff we keep talking about, right? I mean, if the quarterback can just not make mistakes, if the defense can keep being spectacular, they can win this game. And, I mean, I think if you take A.J. Green and Dalton out of it, you know, things can bode pretty well. The Bengals' defense is not that good. Um, which sucks. I wish the Browns' offense was a little better even, you know, more consistent at least, because I feel like that's the advantage here is, like, the Bengals' defense has just not been very good. I think the Browns are going to pull a win next week. It's huge not only for the Browns to keep winning, and obviously they'll get to 500, 5-5, which would be insane, but we mentioned earlier when we were talking about the AFC North and playoff chances that not only is it good for the wild card to keep winning, obviously, but a divisional game, if the Browns could have swept the Bengals, that could come in handy later on as well. So we're feeling pretty good here at 6 Bs and a P. Cautiously optimistic, but I also like Dave Obenauer's screw it, let's throw caution to the wind theory of the Browns are awesome. and they're Super Bowl 2013! Playoffs! <laughs> Talking about playoffs! Oh, I thought we told you to leave. Okay, no, that was just me, actually, guys. I was I doing my impersonation of Demora from earlier. <laughs> Um, let's just, we'll wrap this thing up. We've got a few more things here before we sign off on our bi-week super spectacular. 
John Fleming Memorial Trivia Question, guys. Yes. All right. That should be exciting. Um, we have, I think, a pretty good one this week. I did a little bit of research on this one. Chud, who we're all excited about, talked a lot about Chud the past couple weeks. Chud went, is from Toledo, Ohio, right? Lifelong Browns fan. Ate a dog biscuit. Isn't that the story? That's the story I've heard. Uh-huh. From Toledo, Ohio. Um, and Chud went to high school at St. John's Jesuit High School in, in Toledo. Okay, Famous Jesuit school. Private school up there. A few other famous people also went to St. John's Jesuit High School in Toledo, guys. And I am going to list five people. Okay? <clears throat> five names and tell you a little bit about them. And I need you to tell me which one of those people did not go to St. John's Jesuit High School. All right? All right. Does everybody understand the rules? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> we don't have theme music for this, do we? No. Okay. But we do. We had the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, what was that? And not theme music. What was it, though? It was me singing the word trivia. Okay. I like that, though. Can we get it again? Trivia! All right, Don Fleming Memorial Trivia Question this week. Which one of these five names and people did not go to St. John's Jesuit High School alma mater of Rob Shudzinski? Okay? Your first person is Gary Loris, lead singer and songwriter of the band The Jayhawks. Doug Ducey, former CEO of Coldstone Creamery. P.J. O'Rourke, American political satirist. Mayor Michael Coleman of Columbus, Ohio. And finally, John Munzer. He swam the English Channel in 2009, and before that, the slightly less mighty Lake Erie in 1983. One of those five people, gentlemen, did not roam the halls that Rob Chudzinski did. Who was it? Who wants to guess first? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it was Doug Ducey because I don't believe that's a real person. I like that. I like that as a thought process, Dave. I was hoping that would enter into this. Doug Ducey is your guess. Former CEO of Coldstone Creamery. Everyone um, knows that Coldstone is a ruled by committee, so there was no big Dave, I would like to point out for you and our audience here that I said former. Maybe it's possible that they are now ruled by committee, but were previously oh. ruled by the stone-cold iron fist of one Doug Ducey. A, a coup overthrew them? <laughs> a coozy. A coozy overthrew Ducey. And I would like to thank all of you and Dave Obenauer and Brian Weeby there for bringing us back home to the humor, the humor zone. <laughs> and I'd like to thank me bringing us right back out into awkward. <laughs> um, I'm going to say P.J. O'Rourke. Okay, Brian, do you, do you think P.J. O'Rourke did not go? There's, okay. no, there's no satire in Toledo. <laughs> that actually what's on their sign on the way in. Home of satire. <laughs> or wait, one of them says that, the other one says there's no satire in Toledo. So which one of those signs is the satire? Uh, that's what it's all. That's actually it says that question on the front of their visitors guide. <laughs> um, interconnected. So it's all interconnected. Ian, do you have a guess? Um, Who did not go to St. John's Jesuit High School? What were my options again? Well, you have Gary Loris, lead singer of the Jayhawks. Uh -huh. Doug Ducey, 
former CEO of Cold Stone Creamery before the koozie overthrew him. Cold Iron Fist. Yes. <laughs> Mayor Michael Coleman, Columbus, Ohio. John Munzer, who swam the English Channel in 2009 and Lake Erie in 1983. Or PJ O'Rourke, American political satirist. But I'm going to select PJ O'Rourke also. Okay. I think he's from Ohio. But for some reason, I want to say he's from points south. All right. South of Toledo, one of the northern, northernmost places. One of the worst records ever, south of Toledo. South of Toledo. Chris Poland, yes. Okay, uh, Coleman, because it's the only name that hasn't been chosen yet that I can remember. Okay, good. That's a good – I think that's good logic there, too. I like it. The correct answer is – PJ O'Rourke, Brian Weeby, and Ian Wolf, you are the winners of this week's Don Fleming Memorial Trivia Question. And to commemorate that occasion, Dave Obenauer is going to say something nice to you right now in person. You're both really pretty. All right. Very nice. Congratulations, guys. It is true that all Gary Loris, Mayor Michael Coleman, John Munzer, and real person Doug Ducey, <laughs> former CEO of Cold Stone Creamery, all did go to the same high school as Uh Next up, Tweet of the Week. Cue the theme music. It's the Tweet of the Week. All right, this time. Hey, hold on, actually, there's two of them. Cue the other theme music. Two Tweets of the Week. <laughs> Something's wrong with the theme music. My cassette player broke. Okay. We would love to get a new cassette player. Um, what was that bar, Tilted Kilt, maybe? Could you send us some money? <laughs> yeah. Uh, tweet of the week. Tweets of the week. Two tweets of the week. Garrett Gilkey. I don't think we've heard from him yet. I don't even know who that is. Well, he was named, brought up earlier in this episode as the least attractive brown. So uh, he's not hunky brown. He is an anti-hunky brown. He is least hunky brown. Um, Garrett Gilkey at GA Gilk 73, Gilk 73, <laughs> in one of my favorite tweets of the week ever, newfound hobby in antiquing. That's nice. Yeah. In case you were wondering. Yeah. Good for uh, him. Yeah, right? It's always good. It's a good hobby if you can afford it. Yeah. Let's see what Garrett Gilkey makes. I had some salaries open earlier because I was going to do a segment that we didn't do. Um, I'm just kind of assuming that this is his hobby. He's just kind of saying something without a real subject. He just found it. Yeah, he found it. Maybe his is like a Lexi Lexi, Lexi Silver Twitter where like... Lexi Silver on November 7th says, Beach time... What? <laughs> time for the beach. Oh, beach time. I thought you said meach time, and I was like, I don't know what that is. She also said I really want someone to make my titties bounce. Is that <laughs> <laughs> so Garrett Gilkey, uh, but what I'm saying is I think that maybe a, he's a robot, and in a few months it's going to be like, newfound hobby in bobsled. We're going to be like, that's kind of weird. Didn't he say something? <laughs> it's going to be interspersed with tweets about people making his titties bounce. <laughs> then we'll be like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tweet of the week, runner-up from LJ Fort, not a stranger to the 6Bs and a P tweet of the week, at I underscore serve 
24, and I checked, it does say 24. It's not 24 hours ago. That sounds Six, like the Twitter handle for uh, tennis player. It does kind of I serve 24. Maybe he thinks he plays tennis. That would explain some things. It would. He's not even on the team right now, I don't think. Is he? Oh. Oh. Uh, He's in the same complex as Owen Mirachich and uh, Smelly. Brad Smelly. He's in like they gotta keep like a treehouse back behind the dumpster. They're all playing with like some some pogs. They're like, here guys, uh, we might need you if someone gets hurt. And they're like, Whoa, they're pog. really hoping Brandon Whedon comes over. Brandon Whedon said he's gonna come by to play some pogs. Are the treehouse walls lined with fake inspirational quotes? Also, yeah, they all say things like "Brown's good," <laughs> Garrett Gilkey. Uh, Gilk. LJ Fort said, and this is, I think, guys, you know, I love it when professional athletes decide to give us some real deep shit on Twitter, um, or just instructions about the Illuminati, like Dante Stallworth. But LJ Fort, LJ Fort says, successful people talk about the future. Average people talk about their current situation. Broke people talk about other people. Well, right. I'm broke as shit, and here I am talking about LJ Fort. Yeah, you spend your whole time talking about LJ Fort. He's got way more money than we do. Yeah. And he's got the name that sounds like a G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's it I for think, us. I think, I think LJ needs to re-examine what success means. Uh, you know, if he's only finding happiness and money, uh, you know, maybe he needs to re-examine his priorities. Well, do you think that's what he's talking about? Money just says they talk about the future. Well, he starts off saying successful, then average, then broke. So I'm he assuming that's broke. what he means. He does say broke. It is It is interesting. He could be meaning like broken people, sad people. No, I think he's talking about broke to continue to break it down, don't most people do all of those things? True. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Maybe I haven't I'm... once talked about the future. He could have just said people talk, and that would have been, I think, a good statement. People that talk, also... some got money, some don't. <laughs> that would have totally made the tweet of the week, too. I would have been like, whoa, LJ Force dropping knowledge. <laughs> um, Hashtag verbal communication. <laughs> Hashtag talking. LJ Ford, talking people talk. Hashtag talking. Um, those are the tweets of the week. If you have a suggestion for a tweet of the week, or maybe you want to tweet and see if that's of the week, they can reach us where, Ian? At 6B1P. On Twitter. That one's real, guys. That's why no one. That's why no one's following us on Twitter. Cause they're all like, "I thought they said it was at you know, Lexi Silver is my real father dot org." <laughs> that's just nonsense, Brad. I know. I'm just saying, Ian. I've read. feedback. <laughs> well, my. I think we need to get more interns to maintain all of our email addresses and Twitter accounts. I mean, I think that's, that's really the problem. It's true. It's not a problem of how many. It's a problem of, you know, us having to do it. We need some interns. If you would like to apply to be an intern on 6Ps and a 1P, you can reach us at where, Ian? You can reach us at I've got uh, a lot of time and I don't need to be paid dot um, stuff. All right. That's pretty good. That makes definitely that excitement and enthusiasm is going to make all sorts of people sign I thought up. that was dot biz. Yep. Is it dot biz? No, I think it was a dot. Is it dot biz? No, it's dot stuff. 
Uh, I think they both go to the same place. Do they? We have them for it together. Dave actually has been handling where the emails go. God bless him. He has just been, he's doing like the forward and the pop mail. <laughs> doing checking the P-maps. Yeah, the P-pops. <laughs> the dot biz. <laughs> woofing um, it out. Woofing it out. Separating the dot biz from the dot stuffs. Twaddling um, tweets. Twaddling tweets and twiddling paddles. You can find us on the Twitter book by searching six Bs and a P in the search bar and on the face Twitter at six B one P. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Go Browns, right? I mean they really got this is a big game. This yeah. is like playoff implications. Can we say it's the biggest game? Right now it is, right? So far this year. They yeah. lose they lose this one, it's tough, I think. It's tougher yeah. to figure out how it works. I mean, if it was this one, it's uh, it's over. One way ticket to Crapsville. Yep. <laughs> hey, I, I have it, one. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, is it that bad though? Seriously, like, if we lose this one, is it I over? Have we lost so. all hope. Like what? Two and a half out of uh, first in the AFC North, and there's yeah. some other teams bunched up with them in the wild card race. Four and six is not gonna get it done. Yeah. Because then, like, say Oakland wins, they're four and six too. Nobody ahead of them is going to be any worse than the Browns. True. Yeah. If they win this one, they've got room to. They got wiggle room. If they don't, they've basically got to win. Yeah. All the time. That's going to be tough, I think. So this one would be good. Big game. Big game. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Chris, what were you going to say? Oh, I just wanted to say we are recording this on. November 11th, 2013, my dad's 69th birthday, so happy birthday. Oh, oh hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Hey. Mr. Poland. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> Papa Poland. Papa 69. Poland. <laughs> wow. That's his Twitter address. That's his Twitter Is that right? Yeah, that is at Papa Poland 69. Um, um, let me pull one up from uh, Papa Poland. I want to hit the stores sometime this week. Guessing I won't have the time, though. Sad face. Oh, yeah. That's it sounds it. interesting. Like it. it sounds just like what I remember, and it's interesting that he would be so frank. He also says looking for a hot guy to buy me some candy. <laughs> Are you sure? Is that Lexi Twitters? Lexi Twitters. Lexi Twitters silver account? Oh, Chris, does your dad have a weird back tattoo and a tongue piercing? Not to my knowledge. Uh, This is Lexi Silver. Yeah, Papa Poland 69 is a different guy, apparently. So anyway, sorry about that misunderstanding, Mr. Poland. Please don't hold it against us. We'd love to have you on the show, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Woo! Do we have... Is there music for that, or applause, or anything? We got anything for I mean, we could sing to him, but then I think we'd have to pay somebody money. Sure, we're not going to do that. I already... There we go. That's good. Happy birthday, Mr. Poland. Um, thank you for having your son, and then now he's on this show. <laughs> yep. All right. Does anybody uh, have anything you want to plug, Chris? Uh, Besides your dad's birthday? All the usual stuff. Okay. Ghettoblastermagazine.com? Sure. Aquabrillion.com? Yep. One Rock- source of force. Rockstar Pro Wrestling Podcast? Sure. That too. Okay. Ian, do you have anything you want to... Just the usual stuff. What's that? Oh, fuck, you know Chris is... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know yours, too. You ready? You ready? Yep. Okay, this is good. Um, your podcast on something that starts with a K. 
There you go. I don't remember the numbers. Uh, uh, it's on a podcast. I'm live on the radio. Live on the radio. Live. Sorry. I got a podcast. Man, I'll be on Saturday. <laughs> Um, what the fuck is live radio? Live, you know, don't worry. I don't understand. Jesus Christ! Saturday the sixteenth, I'll be on at seven central, eight eastern. KVSC.org. Oh, I was gonna say KVDH. So that's, that's pretty close. Sounds like, yeah. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter, Ian Jacob Wolf. All right, tweet at Ian. Say something. Dude, I don't have any yeah. uh, friends. Stir the soup. Stir the soup. The stirs the soup. Soup, soup and stir his Minnesota soup. Um, and Ian, thank you for being a guest on here. I knew your stuff. I just couldn't remember the call letters. Yeah. Chris Poland had call letters. It's way easier to remember Rockstar Pro Wrestling than it is to remember KVSC. Is that it? So many more letters and words. Yeah, but it's Rockstar and Pro and Wrestling. It's true. It's easy. They're good words. It's, They're great words. Mistake, uh, Dave Obenauer, I'm going to guess that you want to plug your wonderful magazine, Ghetto Blaster Magazine. There's an issue with the dismemberment plan that should be on the shelves now. I'm there on the cover. And you have that's a website, right. ghettoblastermagazine.com. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, and there are fun concerts coming up this Friday. Is Smug Brothers in Dayton. And then Thursday is The Queers in Dayton. Ooh. Be fun. Yeah. All right. Danny Vapid's there, too. Yeah, and the copyrights. There it is. And some people from Japan. Japanese people. <laughs> In Dayton. <laughs> what could happen? Brian Weeby, you want to promote... Actually, I'm going to promote a film of yours that you worked on that I saw that I watched when I was in Chicago. It's a movie called Children Without Parents that Brian Weeby worked on a bunch and shot. You could probably find something about online, right? Yeah, there's a website. Uh, I don't know it immediately. It's also on Facebook. Children without parents. You it's guys can stuff. type those so, words and use your yeah. brains and figure out what it is. You want me to Google children without parents? Well, maybe like... Yeah, that might not work. Maybe movie? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, put movie after that. It'll be good. Yeah, there you go. All right. Ian. Ian's such a smartass. He's always got something to say. Oh, God. No, I'm not going to be on ever again. No, we love you. We'd lo- Ian Wolf, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. yeah. Children, uh, Facebook.com slash children without parents. All right. Very good stuff. And do you have anything else you want to plug? Nope. All right. I actually have something to plug, guys, other than this podcast. My other podcast. That's right. What? Yeah, that's right. It's crazy, dude. I am doing another episode of The Moose is Loose, my long-forgotten podcast. On In Yota Booth. Uh-huh. So all Ohio music. Boots. And there'll be a new episode in the coming weeks. That's all I have. <laughs> Anything else? Go Browns. Go Browns. Beat the Bengals. Go Browns. All right. Oh, Bernie. Hey, Bernie. Good job, guys.